WMOE and the Molar Broadcasting Network present oh, yeah. the Big Mo Podcast. Woo-hoo! Your one-stop source for everything Molar, brought to you by Man of Molar Victor Lewis and One Logistics Network. And now, your hosts, Jeff Schneidel, class of 84, and Barrett Cohen. See that? That's your IQ, buddy. Zero. On WMOE and the Molar Broadcasting Network. Happy New Year. It's the Big Mo Podcast, our first one of the 2023-2023. What did you do on New Year's? What did I do? Yeah. I was in the lovely town of Nashville. Was your wife there? No. You get more hall passes than anybody I've ever met in my, my life's life. life's a hall pass. What are you talking about? It's and unbe- I'll be back to Nashville next week. It's unbelievable. Next weekend. Give me the roadmap. Possibly map. the Bengals could be playing there. Possibly Give, give still me there. the roadmap of how you get that done. At home. I have a great wife. It's that simple. Does she get to it's do 20, as much stuff like as 30, you do? 30, 30 year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she went to California. She went the only thing California, I could... ran a marathon. They went skiing. I got to stay home and watch both dogs. Joe Strecker, the only thing I can think of is she wants him out of the house as much as possible. That is the only scenario that would make that work. You know, every time I go away, it seems like the refrigerator apparently. Joe, get her on the watch it's, line. It's... Let's get her on the celebrity hotline, and we'll ask her the facts. I don't think you have them. She's on, she's on an appointment right now, so she's out working. Yeah, it works so out well. Someone, someone's got work. Well, it's a new year, and uh, you're in Nashville. Yeah. Where were you in Nashville when the ball dropped? When the ball dropped? Well, it was in your right, right, around, right around watching a big screen TV where the uh, the kick got missed by the uh, Buckeyes. Can you believe that? The timing of that whole thing. I yeah. mean, you couldn't. The chances of that happening are one in a million. I mean, that is unbelievable. That's why they need to just play those games on Saturday night, New Year's or not. Just play it on that Saturday night. That was amazing. That was good. That was good. That was good. That was entertaining. If you're not a fan of either team that lost, both games, right? No doubt. It was back and forth. Here's a quick. And then you got the Tulane game, and that how how that. Did anybody, any defense, did did the defenses decide not to show up for all these bowl games? That's what I want to know. What about the, what about, I turned on the LSU game, it was already 42 to nothing. I know. What, where are all these defenses? I think Purdue was just getting off the bus then. Holy smokes, that one surprised me a little bit. Not necessarily the outcome, but the manner of which it happened. Yeah, they just whacked them, so. Well, Sneeds, we got a, uh, a show, we're going to do a little bit something different here. We have, obviously, what happened on Monday night. And we're going to spend a lot of time, as every talking head in radio and TV is doing, talking a little bit about what went down. We'll do that uh, when we come back. We have a special guest uh, in studio, uh, Craig Lindsay, who will share a little bit of his personal story about a similar situation. And, and Craig said, uh, you know, he's humble. Everybody knows Craig. He's humble as anything. He said, I, I can't speak to anything that happened. I said, I, I get that. Two completely different things, but the emotional component and what happened, the emergency, the response um, is the same in terms of how it was handled. Uh, His story has a good ending, which is what makes it even more special. But we'll talk about that. But before we do, I mean, that whole situation on Monday night is tragic. But like I told Callie Curran before, through tragic situations, you see – the good of humanity. Mm-hmm. And what's really been powerful for me is to see this entire city of Cincinnati and the kinship with Buffalo and how these two cities have come together um, has been nothing short of spectacular. So 
Let's let's not forget a couple of years ago when the Bengals Correct. beat the Ravens. Correct. And then they the all the Bills fan made the donation, all the Andy the Danton yeah. Foundation, and so the love was there. And yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it happened. But you I'm, know, are you? I'm kind of a Buffalo fan. I mean, now through all this, I mean, it's really that it's. I don't know. There's there's. I just mentioned a kinship now through what you just said with Andy Dalton yeah. through this incident. I will tell you, my brother played there. That's who he got it. He picked up as a free agent. He only had a cup of coffee there, but I'll throw that into Tony the Hunter. There. Tony, that's true. Tony yeah. Hunter. Yeah, so uh, I'm kind of a Buffalo Bengal fan first. I mean, yeah, now it's, I mean, it's, I you know, it's a cool franchise, you know, and it's you know get to four Super Bowls. I mean, we've been to three and have lost three. They've been to four. How are we looking, Jim Kelly? So yeah, you know, one of us got to go do it. So so, but it's a it's a it, an unbelievable. And, and I like so many other people are just going through Twitter right now. We have uh, we have ESPN News up on in the studio here, just kind of see if there's any updates. Is there any updates? And the fact that we're not hearing something has concerned me uh, from the uh, the hospital. But you have family members so. that are. I think they just they can't just come out and start throwing stuff out. They they're 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 just biding the time a little bit until it's. You know the right time, so to speak. You know, but and the media has to know everything. That's the way they always are. We have to know. You have to tell us something. No, we don't. No, respect the family. Let them kind of soak it up. I mean, it's been what thirty six hours. It hasn't you know, been long. Not, you know, it hasn't been long. No doubt. I mean, and you know what? I mean, it's going to be a long road back, and. uh Decisions are going to have to start being made on things. Well, we have a live studio audience in the crowd here because they heard Craig Lindsay is in the house. It's like the Jerry Springer show. It's man. unbelievable. And whenever, outside for tickets. And whenever I just say the two words, Craig Lindsay, they go, show up. They go crazy. The hallway's so, packed. The hallway's trying packed. to come in. It's unbelievable, Andy Mack. So we're going to talk to Craig Lindsay, and uh, we'll open up before we have a little bit of fun talking about that emotional uh, evening he had right here at Moeller High School a few years ago. We'll talk about that uh, to Craig and maybe a little bit more about Monday night. When we return, you're listening to the best coverage of high school sports in Cincinnati. It's WMOE and the Moeller Broadcasting, Broadcasting Network. Moeller family, does your business need help with shipping or supply chain needs? If so, call my friends at One Logistics Network. Now, these guys understand the supply chain better than anyone else. In fact, they'll provide you a tailored solution customized to your needs. Visit them online at onelogisticsnetwork.com or call them at 744-1880. That's 513-744-1880. Tell them Big Mo Barrett sent you. Back on the Big Mo Podcast, Big Mo Baird, along with uh, Jeff Schneedle, our executive producer, Joe Strecker, and in studio shortly will be Craig Lindsay as we talk a little bit about Monday uh, and, and the dramatic scene at Paul Brown Stadium, now Paycor Stadium, and certainly it was uh, an emotional scene. Kind of hard, frankly, to, to watch it with my, my daughter, who's watching the game with me and trying to hear explain what they're saying and, and what she's seeing, and she's asking me questions. So it really permeates beyond the football field. But a guy in studio here who has experienced a very scary scene, very very similar to what was happened. We don't know the mechanism of injury. I, I will say this, Craig, so you don't have to say it. We don't know the mechanism of injury. We don't know if it was an illness. We have no idea nor should we. It's not our job. It's not, you know, it shouldn't have much concern to us. But what we talk with Craig about is what he experienced 
um, on a, a day at Moeller High School back on uh, back in 2016 in an incident involving a Centerville Elk lacrosse player right back here at the Jerry where uh, Grant Mays, and it's been documented, Centerville team captain, he was a uh, senior a lacrosse player, was hit right in the chest with a lacrosse ball. And in this particular instance, uh, Craig, I'll kind of let you kind of set the scene up. First of all, I appreciate you being here. You are extremely humble, and uh, you're not a guy that uh, when I called and said, will you come on, you were like, oh, yeah, let's go, let's go. I mean, this is, uh, especially with this topic, this is something yeah. you said to me the other night, uh, watching it all unfold Monday night, that uh, this is difficult for you, and that and on Tuesday that you didn't sleep real well the night before. Yeah. And I got to believe you, you, this came back up. This whole just kind of walking through the step by step of how it all went down. Is that accurate? Yeah, it sure did. Yeah, it's, you know, watching the um, watching that uh, play out at my uh, at my in laws. My wife and I went went over to my in laws' house. He's got a huge screen TV. It's perfect for for watching watching uh, Bengals football. And, hey, we might uh, do a podcast there. Hey, there you go. They got a perfect setup. Sorry, if you guys cross the river. Um, but uh, yeah, just watching that play out, um, uh, it you know, I think it's. I guess it's normal. I don't know, but it 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 definitely took me back six, you know, almost seven years ago, back to the back to our backfields um, during the uh, during our, our lacrosse game that night or that afternoon actually, and um, you know what? Uh, minutes, um, probably less than five minutes after. Uh, the uh, the scene at the at at uh, Paul Brown Stadium, um, Sean McGinnis was the first one that reached out to me, our former uh, head lacrosse coach, because uh, you know the two of us will ever forever be uh, tied to that to that day, and uh, I really appreciated him uh, reaching out to me, and and since then uh, there's been <clears throat> excuse me there, there's been countless Moeller alums, Moeller parents. Um, Colleagues of mine throughout the throughout the city, athletic training, sports medicine colleagues throughout throughout the city of mine. Um, a good friend of mine, uh, Mike Gordon at Saint X High School. He he reached out to me that night as well, um, uh, and then then he shared something on uh, on his on his Twitter feed uh, yesterday, just uh, uh, the the article from from 2016 from this incident. But um, yeah, so it's it's been uh, that night, Monday night was uh, yeah it was it was it was tough to. Uh, Kind of get some of those images out of your head, you know. Um, watching the, uh, watching the the expressions and the the um, uh, his teammates, uh, not only the Bills but also the Bengals. You know, watching watching these professional athletes, these people that we put on a very very high pedestal, right? And uh, watching them um, be humanized right there in front of our very eyes was was really tough, and it took me back to the uh, to. To the lacrosse game because, you know, as as our Mueller family does, um, you know, with 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 uh, with everything they do, um, right there when when Rich Wallace and myself were, were delivering care to this to the Centerville athlete, uh, all, I still remember vividly the um, uh, both teams taking a knee and um, uh, you know the, the leading a leading a prayer. Right there, right there, and then uh, over, you know, over that center of all athlete. And, Craig, if you could walk us through exactly yeah. the, the timeline of, and let's go back to your event in 2016. Yep. Obviously, you attend every as many. Well, we <laughs> have a Beacon Athletic trainer at every event. You personally uh, tied to Mueller. You're, you're our personal athletic trainer yeah. um, with Beacon Orthopedics. Walk us through the event, that event, where you were, sure, 
um, and kind of the, your impression, that just in your head, everything that was, because that, that's what I'm, and, and I'll talk about this in a minute, but there is a, a GCO grad who I spoke to last night who was one of the three guys that rendered aid to uh, on Monday night, yeah. and, and he walked me through it. And I'm, I'm curious just to kind of, from when you saw him drop, and if you could explain to people what happened and then yeah. what you did. Okay, so it was a very, very hectic, very busy Saturday afternoon. We had um, we had rugby matches going on uh, simultaneously on, uh, on the adjacent field, on the soccer field, and then we had... Um, Multiple lacrosse games. You know, this was the second lacrosse game of the day. It was a varsity lacrosse game. There was a JV one prior to that. So um, it happened, uh, you know, early, early into the third quarter. And I was just, um, uh, I would, I was standing behind um, our our guys on our sidelines. Um, uh, you know, walking on my way to midfield to get a better view of the field. And then as I'm walking, um, he must have gotten hit with. Uh, he was he was playing defense, and he must have gotten. Uh, you know, I know he. I didn't see it, but I know you know now that obviously that he that he got hit. Uh, some one of our players took a shot on goal, and he just happened to be kind of in the line of in the line of fire and and took a shot to his uh, to his left upper chest area. And now, Craig, how did you know that? Because I think I read where you because you just see a guy drop. Yeah, yeah. So again, I didn't see him get hit. Um, so I, in your career, and I think from myself working in the fire department, you, there's a procedure there's that where you're going through you know ABCs, airway, breathing, circulation, yeah. but you got to find out why he dropped. Right now, right. in this case, you know when we saw it on, in football, NFL Monday night, we easily could see it. Right, you, yeah. you got replays, you got everything else. You did not see it. Right. So how did you have any idea what was going on and what to take care of first? Sure. So um, as athletic trainers, it's in our, you know, makeup to to try to see every injured, every injury as it happens. Obviously, that's not possible with the sports, the, the, the physicality and the contact sports that we have. But um, so I see him scoop the ball up, and after he, after he gets hit, he scoops the ball up, and he's running towards the other end of the field. He crosses over midfield, and um, he's maybe 10 yards, 15 yards past midfield, and I see his, his legs get very uh, weak, very wobbly, very unstable, uh, and the next thing you know, he collapses. So um, I had um, – first of all, I had another Beacon Athlete trainer covering the rugby game that day because, you know, it's, it's a lot going on at the same time. Thankfully, I had him, uh, Josh Warner, covering that for me. But I had a UC intern that was with me uh, on the lacrosse field. So the two of us ran out. UC to the, intern, athletic intern, or a yeah, physician? So, yeah, uh, no, no, uh, an athletic training student. Okay, intern, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, from UC. Yeah, so the two of us run out to to the athlete, and um, as we're as we get to him, he almost he he appears at his, as if he's in a uh, suffering a seizure. The way he was seized up, um, just the way his uh, he presented himself. Um, he was not conscious at the time, and um, and then again, it's, this is not common the way this plays out for the for the comedial cordis like event. But um, now, uh, did you know about how well versed were you with, with the comedial cordis <laughs> leading um, up to that? Yeah, leading up to that, you know, I had been practicing as an athletic trainer. Let's see, uh, about twenty years, and had never once, thank God, had never once experienced it, but um, always remember uh, a, a class at where we went over it. And, um, you know, and then, of course, you have – every year you're taking continuing education classes and you're uh, re- renewing your CEUs. And um, I try to take as many um, 
emergency medicine classes as possible to get those CEUs, and, and they will they, they have gone over that before, um, kind of signs and symptoms, and, and, uh, and obviously um, immediate care and management of something like that. But I've never seen anything like that before, thank God. But um, um, once I um, kind of go back to where, where I'm with him, kneeling by his side, Rich Wallace is with me as well, our director of security, and, um, and the three of us are there. And um, he seems to come out of the seizure, and he actually is conscious for a few seconds, maybe 15, 20 seconds, which is, again, not normal. I, and the doctors at Bethesda North still cannot explain how, how that happened. But he, was, uh, he came to, and he was conscious, and he was talking to us for probably 15 seconds. And then, next thing, you know, then he goes unconscious, you know, loses, loses uh, he's not breathing, loses his pulse. Um, and then immediately... Is that a cardiac arrest? Yeah, I mean, you've got you've to assume you're dealing with a cardiac arrest. So then I, uh, we proceed to uh, cut his uniform off, cut his jersey off up, up the middle, cut his pol- shoulder pads, and as soon as I <clears throat> excuse me, removed his sh- shoulder pads, or I'm sorry, as soon as I pulled away his, his jersey from cutting it up the middle, you, you as an impression that you'll, I'll never get out of my head, it, it, you see an exact reddened uh, and bruised impression of where he was hit from the ball. It was wild. It was uh, it was like the perfect, you know. Was it over the breastplate? It was no, no. It was over. It was left upper chest, right over the heart. Yeah, right above the heart. Yeah. And and just to be clear, this is a quarter of a field or more from where he actually got hit. Yes. Yes. So like, again, that's what's which bizarre. Is, just right. like Monday night, the hit happened, and he got up for two seconds. Yeah. And then just so there was a little bit. Of, there's a little bit of a time, but this seems like a long time. Yeah. If he advanced yeah. the ball, I'm telling you, he advanced the ball probably. Again, he was probably around uh, the thirty-yard line. So he advanced another what thirty yards? Yeah. Did you the hear the ball hit him, I did or not. did you hear? I mean, was there a crap like oh, or no. was there a crap? Did any any heads no. up on that? No, no other no, than no, just seeing him. Running none of our down players the field? really reacted to it on the sidelines. You know, normally they would for a big right. hit, a big hit like that. Yeah. Um, but none of our players really reacted to it on the sidelines. And uh, again, I had no idea that we I was dealing with a commodio cordis event until I saw the impression of the ball on his chest. Uh, uh, just a, a dead red, uh, bright, you know, just a reddened area. And then there was also bruising that was, um, you know, immediate bruising that, that you could see on his, on his chest there as well. Craig, did that then change your approach of how you were handling this, or did that not change? You still got the airway, you still yeah. got the breathing circulate, or did that alter your train of thought from a medical It sped it up. It sped it up. Expedited. I mean, I mean, once, once we, once he stopped breathing, stopped, you know, uh, we didn't have a pulse, we you know, at that time we're 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 already getting the the AD pads out, getting the AD uh, the pads uh, at, attached to his chest, and as we're in, in the process of doing that, then you see the so we we honestly do we, we didn't even uh, get to where we gave mouth to mouth or chest compressions because we saw the immediate you know we he wasn't breathing, he had no pulse, and uh, we saw the ball ball impression. So we knew we had to, we knew we had to get the AD. Um, Set up as soon as possible, and then as soon as we set it up, the AED unit did what it did. What it does, it so it, you delivered it, shocks. It monitor, yeah, it monitored uh, the the normal. You know, it monitored the rhythm of the heart for for you know split what two or three seconds, and then uh, you know you hear these words out out of the machine that you hope you, you never hear. It's shock advised. You know you you, you go through all of the CPR and AED trainings that we do for all of our coaches, and you tell them this is what the AED is going to tell you, right? Um, but to to actually hear the the words from that machine tell you shock advised 
that was a uh, yeah. I mean, it was a moment I'll I'll never forget. So, um, so walk us through. So you're going through, <laughs> all right? Shock advised. It delivers three stacks. Is it three stack shock? You know no, no. It does a shock and then it yeah. reevaluates. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, it does does the one shock and then it uh, reevaluates. It checks for rhythm. Yep, yep. And um, thank God, um, you know, he started breathing um, and had a normal pulse uh, after the one shock was delivered. Unbelievable. Yeah, which is which, which is pretty un- unusual. Usually, it takes you know. Like a, a series of three shocks, but and that's what's you know, scary about Monday night is yeah. they started from from what I'm hearing is they delivered shocks, they were doing CPR, they got a rhythm back, yeah, started to load him into the squad. Now this is not confirmed, but this is kind of what I'm hearing. Started to load him up into the squad, and then he coded again, coded again. and they had to start lay him back down and start that process over. Wow. That's so why, that's why they were there for what nine? Yeah, I think nine, that's why they minutes. were there as long as they were. Then uh, you hear on the on the news on the media that um, that he may have coded again at the hospital. But, you know, but you don't know what what all you can believe. But um, yeah. So from the moment you recognize there's a player in distress, to all the way through the end. Yeah. I mean, you. I, I don't know any better way to say it. You didn't have time to think. You just reacted to what right. you were trained to do, and thank God for that. Yeah. That because you're just like, did it just happen? You just knew what to do. Yeah, I mean, you weren't like thinking like, well, what about this or that. You just, you just go and do right. it. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Rich Wallace, uh, everyone knows Rich. He's our yeah. director, director of security, uh, police chief, Amberley Village, mm-hmm. um, EMT himself, and uh, he was um, he was my calming force that day. And he, the two of us, worked together. Um, to do what needed to be done, but uh, but he, you know, I, I leaned. You could have asked for a better wingman. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, I, I leaned on him heavily that day, um, and, and, and honestly, it was a kind of a, uh, it was a it was a blessing to have a perfect storm uh, the way we did because there was uh, we were playing Centerville. Um, one of the uh, Centerville parents is a uh, was came out of the stands as a paramedic. So he came out of the stands to to assist as well, and then uh, it was senior day for our Muller guys. Um, so one of our seniors, his father is a is a uh, physician, so he was there obviously that day. So he came out onto the field as well to help. So we had a we had a uh, a perfect perfect uh, you know group of, of how, professionals. How soon did the squad arrive after um, you guys got him back? Yes, yeah, so we called the squad obviously right away. Sure. As, as soon as as soon as he went down. Uh, I mean, seconds. We were, we were calling a squad, um, and you know, uh, Ashley, my uh, intern from UC. Um, we had we obviously had the AED on the sidelines with us. Um, as soon as we, you know, as soon as he went down, I told her to grab the AED, meet me out, meet me out of the field. And um, I would say after we called, I mean, the squad was there in minutes. Um, Sycamore Township it does an unbelievable job with with uh, with the response times. I bet they were here probably. I mean, of course, back, thinking back, it felt like. Sure. Forever, yeah. <laughs> but um, they were. I think they were here within seven minutes. Something, so, something like that, eight minutes maybe. Craig, I want to thank you for coming in, but I, I, if you don't mind sticking around, because I, yeah. I'd like to address, you know, some questions. You know, what have we learned from that, and 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 what can we learn from this on Monday night, and yeah. and things. I think there are valuable things we can take away from this, and if nothing else, because of Monday night, you're here today. And it's all purposeful. And I think the importance of athletic training is important. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about Dr. Kremchek a little bit and how basically his dad, not basically, his dad did start 
Ed, Dr. Ed started the whole program of right. athletic trainer here in Cincinnati with the Eastern Hills. I talked to Doc Kremchek this morning, the Eastern Hills um, uh, Conference and Moeller High School. We'll talk about that when we come back. But 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 thanks for joining us. Yep. I really appreciate you kind of, of opening up on thanks that for having me. and becoming a little vulnerable and sharing your experience. We'll be back with uh, Craig Lindsay. Hold on a second. The obligatory. There it is. When we return to the best coverage of high school sports in Cincinnati, WMOE and the Moeller Broadcasting Network. She's taking her time here. Here comes the sign. It looks like, yep, it's another order of those world-famous Montgomery Inn ribs. Man, this guy really knows how to bring the heat. You said it, my man. Back on the Big Mo Podcast, Barrett Cohen along with uh, Joe Strecker, our producer in studio, and Jeff Schneedle. And our guest in studio is Craig Lindsay. Uh, Craig, again, we talked about before the break, there are so many things I think we can learn from this. And maybe not learn, but just bring to the forefront, and that's educating folks on CPR, um, the use of AEDs, um, maybe simply knowing where the AEDs are located, getting some schools or businesses to secure AEDs, and and finally, the value of them. I mean, timing is of the essence. We always called it, when I worked in the fire department, the golden hour, right? From when an incident happens, through the 911 call, from the first responders, from the transport to the aid, to the first responders, getting them to the hospital, you got one hour. So seconds literally count. Um, Speak to that. What's something we can learn from all of this on Monday night, your experience. Yep. I think you nailed, you nailed all of it. I think you covered uh, you covered a lot there. So um, for, for me, is is making sure that our coaches have um, they understand the the importance of the of the annual CPR and AED training, right? Not just sitting in a class and and just to be there. I mean, understanding uh, why you're there and understanding that uh, unfortunately things like what happened Monday, and what happened six years ago here can can happen. Unfortunately, you know, sudden. Cardiac arrest is a um, is a real is a real thing, and um, and it's something that we you know obviously need to be aware of. But um, you know, paying attention obviously and and attending those CPR and AED classes, but then also um, you know knowing exactly where you are. Um, when, you know, I always preach about this. You know, when you walk into practice, you know, get a survey of you know, make sure you know where your closest AED unit is, and um, thankfully. Uh, the administration here at Moeller is, is is obviously first class, and they understand the importance of that. And we have, um, yeah, we have our new baseball, Dr. Krimchuk Baseball uh, Stadium, and we have an AED for that complex now. We have an AED for our backfield complex, um, and we have, you know, we have multiple ADs on campus. And are you? And, I mean, can we share that? For, yeah. Because what if Craig Lindsay, for whatever reason, is not there? Yep. What if, um, you know, for our Moeller family, can? We, they're they're accessible to anybody, anyone, correct? So, correct. can you talk yeah. about the locations of those here at Moeller? Yep, yep. So, uh, at Moeller High School, we have one um, just outside the mail room, uh, next to the women's, the men's uh, restroom. That's the closest one for the gym. Obviously, when we have events going on in the gym, I have my personal one that I take with me. Uh, we also have one in the uh, in the AC in the field house uh, on the wall next to the women's restroom. We have one in the in the weight room, right above the. Uh, the, the water fountain, and then we have, of course, the one I take to all, uh, to all uh, athletic events. We have one on the backfield, um, right next to the concessions window. Uh, we have that. We have when the weather is you know not freezing, we have one out there, and then we have um, 
you know, when the, when the weather is, you know, uh, warms up, we'll have one at the baseball stadium as well. What what can we do? What can I do? What yeah. can Jeff Schneedle, Jeff Strecker do to educate people throughout the year where these things are? Because chances are, six months from now, mm-hmm. three weeks from now, people aren't going to remember what you just said. Yeah. So are there ways that people can educate themselves on the locations of these things or is there a, is there a process for that or uh that's a great question you know what, what i try to do is i i um i get with frank russo and his administration athletic administration staff and i i uh reinforce the importance of our emergency action plans with all of our with them and all of our coaches and they send those out to uh you know i, I encourage them i send them out to the to the athletic director's uh, office, and then they send them out to all the coaches, uh, or or I send them out to, my, to all the coaches myself, uh, just to just to make sure, that, to remind them that you know, here's our EAPs. This is this is you know, just don't just don't bypass this email. You know, make sure you open it up, take a look at it, go through the. Man, go through Craig, the I think it's plans. so human nature. If we're being honest, oh, here, I know, I know, it's so human nature. <laughs> To, and I've been in schools now for a long time, and it's like, oh, there's another Lindsay Law. There's another. And you go through. Mm-hmm. It, it's natural. Let's just call it out. It's natural. Yeah. It's these types of instances, however, that bring that to the forefront and really remind us, yep. tragically, in right. some cases, how important it is. Yep, no doubt about it. Um, I'm also going to share some information about um, the, the reason we were – part of the reason why we were able to get these extra AEDs is through – the Matthew Mangine Foundation. I'm not sure if you guys are yes, aware, of, I am. aware of them, yeah. but uh, share that if you could. Yeah. So uh, uh, Matthew Mangine was um, was a um, high school soccer player who tragically uh, uh, lost his life to cardiac arrest uh, while he was training, um, doing soccer training at his high school uh, at St. Henry High School in Nor- in Norton, Kentucky, uh, which hit home for me because I I literally live. Um, a lot of people, you know, I've been. I've been at Moeller 28 years. A lot of people know I cross the river every single day, and, and uh, that that uh, that school is literally like 15 minutes from my house. So I'm well aware of where that school is, and and I'm I'm very uh, I'm well aware of of the family as well because um, uh, father, the grandfather used, yeah. the grandfather is longtime athletic trainer PT at uh, University of Cincinnati, and um, so um, the, the parents of Matthew uh, create a foundation in his name to. Do a number of things. One to 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 raise um, awareness of sudden cardiac arrest, uh, but also to help educate and um, provide opportunities for. In fact, they came here and did a did a course for uh, uh, for our coaches uh, just last year. That pr- provide awareness and training and education for for coaches and 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 to share their story. Um, I mean, that's 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 you know that they want his their son's name to to live on forever, right? And um, they also. Uh, raise um, uh, they have they have uh, events where they raise raise money um, to um, provide to allow for resources for schools to purchase extra athletic extra AEDs and uh, unfortunately they they partnered with us uh, a few months ago and and um, they provided uh, additional AEDs for us especially with us having the multiple venues off campus um, so uh, but it's uh, you know it's I would encourage everyone to, to go to their website. Uh, they're great people. They they share a, a real, a real genuine story, and um, uh, it's you know it, it, they have made a point to make sure that that their son's name and what happened to him you know never never um, you know just continues to live on. They're they're a special special family. Um, but um, Craig, talk about if you could. That, yeah. uh, thanks for sharing that. I think that's really important to keep that message going uh, yep. with their what their family's doing and how. And we thank them for what they've done for not just Mueller, but a 
bunch of schools oh, and institutions around schools, yeah. greater Cincinnati. Um, talk, if, if you could, about, uh, as we wrap up this, this segment with you, uh, a little bit about Beacon Orthopedics and, and the relationship with Moeller and, and Doc Kremchek's father who – Started back and started this whole program in 1968. Yeah, um, and and how important that is for Cincinnati is certainly behind his leadership or his father's leadership, and still today it's thriving. And in your role is yeah. overseeing how many athletic trainers at how many schools? Yeah, we have uh, 50 athletic trainers altogether. Um, now you know 30 of those are uh, no 20 of those are uh, PRN athletic trainers, uh, but then we have about 30 full time athletic trainers that are um, that are you know. Uh, at various high schools throughout the city, and um, you know, I've been f- fortunate to work to work with Dr. Kremchuk um, for what 28 years now, and um, he uh, took me uh, again. I was as green as green can be coming out of college, and um, uh, a, a good high school buddy of mine was at the time the head athletic trainer for Cincinnati Cyclones, uh, who Dr. Kremchuk took care of as well back in the mid 90s. And, um, you know, when the Mueller position came open, um, you know, they, um, my high school friend made me aware of the, of the opportunity here at Mueller and doc took me under his wing, gave me a chance. Um, you know, I'm just a, um, just a, <laughs> um, regular guy who grew up on a farm about an hour and a half, uh, north of here. And, um, you know, always knew what the Mueller tradition and Mueller name was about, but to, to actually have an opportunity to, 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 to serve the athletes in the community at Miller High School has been very humbling for me. So Doc took a chance on me um, 28 years ago, and I'll forever be grateful uh, to him for that. And Craig, um, you are Mueller. <laughs> I mean, ser- seriously, you are no, Mueller. I, I mean, that. you really are. Um, <clears throat> if you could like tell, share with folks the fact that you, I mean, you're going to be humble pie, but you, you kind of oversee the scheduling and that of of all the athletic trainers for the high schools. Yeah, you yeah. Got, so not only are you doing what you do here at Mueller. <laughs> You oversee a lot of the processes and things that happen behind the scenes of all the athletic trainers in the city. Yeah, yep. So I've I've I have a strong team uh, at, at Beacon that, that helps me do that. Um, Mike Slemons is our new uh, high school outreach manager. Um, so he's he's been a tremendous uh, help uh, with uh, managing our high school outreach program. Susan Blackson is another one that uh, is one of our senior athletic trainers that helps do a lot as well. But uh, yeah, it's you know it's it gets the it's challenging, obviously, at times, but uh, but it's also very rewarding. You know, I, f- I feel like um, part of my um, opportunity serving this role is is to give back to some of the athletic trainers that are uh, that are just coming up through through the ranks, so to speak, and and trying to lead by example and trying to um, you know just serve as a, as a mentor for them and how to act professionally, how to treat your athletes, how to how to um, represent the Beacon brand uh, the right way, and um, you know I I. I very humbled in this role. Um, it's obviously very challenging, but but I but you know what I, I embrace it every day. It's uh you know I love what I do and and uh, you know I you know everyone keeps asking me not everyone people keep asking me how, how much longer can I do this? Are you planning on doing this? And, you know I you know what uh, I'm, I feel like I still have the energy to do it, and this is such a f- um, family oriented community that um, I wouldn't know. What I would, you know, what I would do without this opportunity, you know. So it's amazing <laughs> to hear. It's so special to hear these athletes, whether it's Miles McBride, Jackson Hayes, Sam Hubbard, to somebody that's never seen a college game. Just the admiration they have for you and the appreciation they have for you is pretty amazing. Shanice, here's the here's the crazy thing, and Joe Strecker can speak to this. You take it very personal, the Mueller family. So if somebody 
and like I, I've had, I said, why well, you've told me before, if somebody needs something, have them call me. Yeah. Like you take that very personal. Cause, and I said, how do you do that? There's so many people. Do you really want every single person reaching out to you and, 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 and trying to get questions answered or get an appointment or whatever? He said, yes, that's, it's, it's yeah. important to me because it's, it's the Mueller family. Yeah. And that's unbelievable. Yeah. No doubt. I appreciate you saying that. Cause, um, th- this place means the world to me and whether they're, they're still a student here currently, or if they're, if they're an alum, um, I love for them to always love to hear hear from them. I, I, I you know, I feel like I've um, grew up um, the way I was raised with work ethic, living on a farm, and doing whatever need to be needs to be done. You know, uh, I've always had that that attitude about going going to work and um, and then serving others. I mean, that's that's always you know whether they're you know, again whether they're a student here, whether a parent, faculty member, alum. You know, I, I feel like I um, you know if there's something I can do to to help them, uh, then then I, that's why I'm here. And I, 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 I brace it. Craig, I think it's awesome how <clears throat> humble and thankful you are from the opportunity 28 years ago, and you've probably helped, what, thousands <laughs> of student-athletes here. But, you know, I bet you there's people that are very humble and thankful you were in the right place at the right time six years ago. Yeah. And um, so it's kind of how that goes full circle. Yep. And uh, it's awesome. That. And, well, that's the truth. I mean, uh, people's lives are different now because yeah. you were there and – you were trained, paid attention to the training, yeah. and got it done and reacted. And uh, same with Rich Wallace. Yeah. I mean, I know Rich says it was like the fastest AD situation he'd ever seen. Yeah. And just like Barrett said, seconds matter. Yep. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, I think it's just awesome, not just that situation, but every day you're making a difference yeah. for people. Amen. And I you're there. That. And you're there. So we say thank you. I appreciate that. And I, I, I will forever be um, obviously connected to the Mays family. Um Doug Mays, Grant's father, um, he every year, every year on the on the anniversary of that date or Grant's birthday, he will ever he will make a point to reach out to me. Wow! And uh, thank me and and give me an update on Grant and how you know how he's doing. He's he graduated from Miami University uh, with a teaching education degree. He's now, uh, I believe, he actually moved to uh, out to Denver in the last few months and he's uh you know he loves he loves the outdoors sure he loves uh hiking he loves uh skiing he loves you know his dad fills me in and, and i i embrace that as well uh and he's um uh, i believe he's wanting to get into coaching too while he's out there so praise god yeah don't you find awesome. it interesting i mean you know centerville's a you know we go to war with them in different sports <laughs> but but you know in the end just like monday night i mean biggest game of the year oh, yeah. biggest stage two titans gonna battle each other and in a matter of moments, it really – that doesn't matter. That's right. You know, there's – what's really important when you boil it down, and I think, you know, uh, what happened six years ago, what happened Monday night, it just kind of shows really – peel the onion back, what what it's really all about, and there it is. Yeah. Well, Great. you know what? We're going to take a quick break. Craig, we want to thank you. You're welcome to stick around for a few minutes on the backside. We want to thank you for, for, for spending some time and opening up a little bit. It's really much appreciated. But we're going to talk about just a little bit. I'm curious to get your, your feedback and maybe yours, Craig. Yeah. Because the question does have to be answered, what's next in the NFL? You talk about, and let's just call it like it is, right? We, the, the, the emotional side. There is a logistical side of the league and the games that has to be addressed. We'll talk about that briefly on the back side of the break. You're listening to the best coverage of high school sports in Cincinnati and the best athletic trainer, Craig Lindsay, on WMOE and the Moeller Broadcasting Network. Network. Eighth graders, walk the halls and head to class with the men of Moeller. Sign up for a shadow day today at Moeller.org. 
Back on the Big Moo Podcast, uh, Big Moo Baird, along with uh, Joe Strecker, executive producer, Jeff Schneedle, and we have Craig Lindsay remaining in studio. Guys, what what do they do? What's the NFL do? We're watching it now as of, it's 11.05 Eastern right now as we do this on, on Wednesday. Craig, have you thought about, and, and Schneeds, what in the world is the, somebody's going to be, you know, and we've talked about the emotional side, so we're not being, it has to be addressed, right? I mean, the NFL is going to have to address this at some point, yeah. and somebody is going to be on the short end of the stick no matter how they do it, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, just, just listening on my uh, to Dan Patrick show on my way up here this morning and, and listening to, to him and some of his guests. Are you promoting other podcasts? Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I'm, just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Some, just some kidding. unnamed I'm show just, that I okay. happen to have on the radio. Especially since he went to Mason, but go ahead. <laughs> no, um, I don't think people – I think – personally, I, I'm having a hard time just like – like I'm a huge Bengals fan, always has been, but I'm like still thinking like uh, – does it really matter at the end of the day? Does it really matter what they do next? Um, I can't imagine them playing <laughs> next week, this weekend. I oh, know the Bengals or they, the Bills, either, right? Either they're both they're either both team. affected in a large way, not just and, the Bills. And both organizations are, are going to be playing their league, their conference, their uh, division rival, right. right? So how can they? But if Kansas turn City wins, it doesn't matter. That's right. Those yeah. two games don't won't matter. Yeah, if Kansas City well, wins, but it does matter if you're talking about seeding two or three, because you get another week after. In the playoffs, who's who gets the home game? Right. Well, that's and, why I heard and, one scenario this morning say if it gets to that point, you play it in a neutral field. That could be. I mean, there's no. There, that's the problem with this. There's no you know silver you know bullet. South, South Florida sounds good. If that the sounds good. Go, yeah. let's, you know, let's let's uh, start the car. But I, I, I'm if he makes a miraculous and and who knows? One thing I've learned in all the years I've been doing this, and God bless the family. Family wants to hear something positive, and they will cling on to something positive, and that and they should. But the dangerous thing is when you have a patient in critical condition like this, there can be ebbs and flows of a of, of a of a patient's condition. Right? He can get he can turn the corner, then he could then he could have some setbacks, and to cling on to every, you just got to sit back and wait and pray. Um, That's why everyone wants to know something. I know. And especially the media is like chomping. You know what? And, and it's they, it's and okay if we don't know anything. everything. It's okay so if we don't it's, know. It's dangerous. We don't need to all be riding that wave. No, let's, but let's if, let it but if, but if the doctors came out and said that he's taken a turn for for the better and better and things have improved, then I think the NFL has the obligation at that point because I think that's what they're waiting for, and they right? Will. They will. To I come out they're... and advance this thing and say, okay, let's play these games here and there, but – what if that doesn't happen? I mean, happen the reality is for them hours. to play games this weekend, their wheels have to be fully in motion with their normal schedule like now. Well, the Bengals they are. Yeah, they're, right. They're, 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 they're already right. game playing. It's not like you can just get to Saturday and say, hey, okay, let's just go ahead and play. I mean, no, there's right. so much involved. But there's also but they, something. They, they could a, play this. But from a psychological then, standpoint, and I've heard psychologists talk about traumatic experiences, there is something to be said about getting back into a routine as yes. well. I mean, I, I think there, and I'm not a doctor, nor do I pretend to be one, but I think there is something to be said about, there was an incident at a high school locally that happened in the school with a student in a classroom, and I remember the psychologist saying, we need to get kids back in that classroom, learning, because the more that you stay away from it, 
the more you build up this psychological barrier that you need to get back into the mix, whatever that is. And I'm always, I know, I'm, it always sticks in the back of my head, and I think this is a, another case. It could be, it could be healthy mentally. I'm just guessing. I don't have any authority, right? That maybe getting back into the mix would help right, some of these guys. Right. Maybe I don't know. For a lot, for everybody involved. Thing is, you're talking about how many football players, so it might be good for me, but not, it's not good for Craig Lindsay, right. or it's not good for you, Sneeds. You know what I mean? Like that's the tough part. Well, and there's, there's, it's just like with two teams always competing against each other. There's always some inner workings. People know each other, even high school, even high school. The kids, you know, even they, they know each other. So if something happens to one, it's yeah. not just that team that's affected. Right. It's a lot of people. Right. And you know now, you know this game, this. I hate to say it this way. This wasn't the Browns playing the Cardinals at 4 o'clock on a Sunday, and it happens. I mean, this was the biggest stage of the biggest game of the year to set the course for the AFC, and this happens. And, and you know, I just think there's a lot of people affected by it um, that have no association so much with the team other than being a fan. Yeah. And and what about what about the fans in the stadium that just, you know, it was quiet. There was not any, you know – anything crazy there wasn't like hey we're not going to play the game and at least i didn't see any where you know people were throwing stuff or see that's you know, what my I, son I, was there and 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 he told me and i and it, my wife and i were talking it might have been a blessing that he was there because he he didn't hear and see what we saw at home right the emotional component to it he told me guys were throwing stuff there were people that were overserved throwing stuff there because they didn't I don't, i'm, I'm not sure they, i'm glad we didn't see it yeah oh my gosh I'm, what I'm saying is I don't think people in the stands, although they knew it was something critical, they, they did not know the gravity or how grave the situation was. You've been to a game when there's a rain delay or something. People are bullcrapping back and right. forth. I just don't think people there fully knew how serious this really was. So, yeah. so Craig, Monday night, I mean, as the common fan, you know, it kind of hit us when we saw the players' faces, like, just distraught. Yeah. At what point did you – I mean, did you know when – I mean, the ambulance wasn't out there yet, but when you saw the amount of people that were around, were you like, oh, my goodness, this is serious? So so my – the one time when uh, – that night – sorry, it's hard to talk about because this just brings back all these emotions. But um, a good friend of mine is uh, is an athlete trainer with the Bengals, uh, Dan Willen, and um, I saw him rush to the scene, and I saw him on his, on his like, radio, uh, his two-way radio, um, you know, and, and then I saw him, like, wave, wave – the ambulance on as all in one motion, and that was like seconds after it happened. And I, I knew right then and there that this was this was a serious serious incident. Um, and then, um, you know, and then and then from then, you know, just to seeing seeing the uh, the players uh, teammates' faces and how distraught they were, and how you know just just uh, you know just there's so many emotions involved with it. You know, it takes me back to that to the lacrosse game because, um, you know, as we're as Rich and I are working on on this athlete, um, you know, um, I hear um, the coaches, and I hear in, just in the, in, the, in the background uh, the parents, you know, um, you know, frantically praying for their son, and just you know, it brings back it just brought back all those emotions to to me that night. Um, but obviously, thank thank God we had a, a positive outcome because literally an hour after um, after the athlete goes down, in my case, I'm in the emergency room with. With uh, the parents and with Grant, and we're having you know small talk. We're we're chit chatting, like like nothing had happened, and uh, um, and then just to 
full circle. So I, my son was around the same age as, as Grant at the time, um, maybe, maybe a, year, a year older or so. So it didn't really – emotionally it didn't really hit me until at the end of the of the afternoon um, – Everyone had gone away. I went back to Muller to kind of put, you know, clean up the stuff. And um, finally, I got a chance to call my wife, and that was a, that was a that was a tough phone call. Um, you know, she it had been, you know, she, I I would have been home, you know, an hour or so earlier, and she was just, you know, she didn't realize what had happened, obviously, and I, and I had to explain to her what had happened. That was uh, that was tough. That was a uh, that was a, uh, an emotional, uh, you know phone call that was it was just hard to communicate hard to, to talk about um um because you know you're right in, in a matter of seconds it could have could have been uh just a horrendous uh, outcome so um yeah it was, but uh you know just seeing the um that scene on Monday night seeing the um how quickly the medical staff from the from Buffalo uh as well as the Bengals medical staff how quickly they were they assessed the injury and how quickly they started the treatment was um you know that they, they he he received the best very best possible care that that night uh from the the first responders from the athletic trainers the physicians to the paramedics in the in the squad and all the way to the to the hospital so um you know continue to pray for him and his family and hope uh hope he you know makes a full recovery amen get an AED get your CPR instructions right. get all that done that's what we can learn from that and when you get those emails from Craig Lindsay don't ignore <laughs> that's a big thing hey, I want to thank uh, him for jumping on board uh, really appreciate you opening up a little bit for us that means a lot Craig uh, Schneeds thanks for uh, everything as well I know you got a uh, coach's show coming up Joe Strecker our executive producer I want to thank everybody for tuning in uh, we'll be back next week with our second episode of the 2023 year on the home of the best high school sports coverage in Cincinnati WMOE and the Moeller Broadcasting Network If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.